Previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. So you can look at this list and you can see, yes, the first ingredient is werewolf blood. But after that, you see the ingredients are water from the hidden river, myconid spores, and a dash of formaldehyde. So I'm going to search for the map while y'all are sleeping because I have it. And Cleo, you can uncover the map. You found it. You know where the hidden river is. It is beautifully drawn. You see you are going to have to go into the forest again. Sorry, into the woods again. (laughs) I hate you. You said you were going to the Hidden River, right? Stop by Scurvy's place. I found a book about that. Edith got a 21 for investigation on the bookshelf. There's a book called Hidden River. You can open it and you find a map very similar to Cleo's map, except on Scurvy's map, there are words written on it. Magic reveals the door, then watch your step, followed by, in all capital bold letters, the word river. River, river, uh, barely nowhere. Okay, we're ready to go. It seems like we got a puzzle on our ends. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and now I'm shirtless on Grinder to promote the podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Cherry Chapo, and uh, I'm not taking one for the team like that. Does your husband know what a trooper you are? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also for me. It's not just for the podcast. Oh, it's okay. also for me. Who said he's taking one? <laughs> my name is Brandon. I play Humphrey even after... And I am currently sitting in my brand new kneeling chair. Does that make me better than everyone else? Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Want. I I really desire one. It's like a bisexual dream. Ugh. Yeah. God damn it. Look at Chris over here taking our gay stuff because apparently only bisexual. What? Sitting weird is a bisexual thing, isn't it? It's just a whole LGBTQIA spectrum. It's not just okay. for the bisexuals. Not- yeah, we also can't use chairs. Yeah. I didn't mean <laughs> I didn't mean to colonizing sitting weird, sorry. <laughs> I'm Tisha and I play Edith Wins Thereafter. And I am sitting in a Captain Marvel chair because I don't have a kneeling chair as I don't know how expensive they are and capitalism. Popular girls in high school. <laughs> and um yeah i play florals in spring and i have nothing clever to say because i'm drinking beer so i'm already y'all i'm at like a six already, so. <laughs> okay it's the aussie or whatever that was really bad beer are you watching the cowboys game right now what are cowboys is <laughs> i think the cowboys are playing right now too yeah i know because Cameron is obsessed with them. Oh, it's Cameron the person who wasn't in your room last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ghost that is haunting my apartment. <laughs> Cameron makes me think of that old TV show with the actor named Cameron. Mm-mm. That's a dude that's super Christian. So I always think of like some weird dorky looking guy that's super Christian and thinks he's all that when I hear the name Cameron. Yeah, that's him. Oh, perfect. That's him. Okay. Oh my. Uh, that's a lot to digest. I mean, you guys are in Florida. What does that have to do with it, Katie? I don't know. There's like a child conversion camp literally next to Brandon's work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, technically, it's a it's a, a food thing. What are they called? Ranch? A child ranch? oh my god it's like a harvest it's like a you subscribe to their thing and they bring you vegetables but they're harvested by by misbehaving children oh my god a farmer's market what is it called a share sharecropping yeah it is sharecropping Sharecropping. oh my god you're talking about that anime it's sharecropping except it's it's done by uh by rapscallions whose parents donated them to a farm, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, like the Dr. Phil kids? Is it the uh, Dr. Uh, Phil school? 
That would explain the name. It's called Dr. Phil's Children's Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our question for today, friends? You harlots. If you were another character, um, and we still haven't figured out whether it is another character, as in you were playing another character who's already created, or just a totally different character, like your second character idea, what would it be? So if you had to play a different character than you're playing in this campaign... What character would it be? And for Chris, if you were a PC in this campaign, what character would you have played? Okay, I would uh, definitely have chosen. I just recently found out this was a race because I'm dumb and I don't keep up with D and D stuff. But rabbit folk is a thing. <laughs> I know. So what? I would have chosen a rabbit folk with pure white fur and like a cute little vest with maybe some brocade and a large pocket watch, and he would have been a chronergy wizard. So like. The white rabbit that can control time. That's nice. awesome. Very and nice. he would be very uh, prim and proper, and he would he would talk with an English accent, but he would always be a little bit panicked, you know. I would baby talk to you so much. This if <laughs> I'm just baby talk. I would just triggered. be under your bed eating blazers. The whole exactly. Time. And I'd be like, oh my god, you're so cute. I don't even need these blazers anymore. <laughs> come, come destroy my comforter. These rabbit folk are cute. There's Owlkin now as well. But are they wearing vests? Owlkin Skywalker? When I read the little blurb about them, I would assume they're more roguelike, so they're wearing like a bomber jacket. Okay. Anyways, I saw the rabbits. They're very beautiful. They're cute. I love this character, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would have played Tammy Baldwin because uh, I can uh, actually do this accent without thinking about it. And it would be easy for me to continue staying in character. And I love her. The cheese puns just flow out. Very fondue character to play. Okay. Get out. She's probably my favorite PC you have. Yeah. <laughs> a very fondue characters. If I had to choose a character to play, I'm actually taking a little bit of a different spin on this. But if y'all ever seen Dimension 20 Fantasy High, there was this girl named Adine Abernat and she was played by um, this lady named Siobhan mm-hmm. and Adine was like this upper crust wizard character and just like her whole family was British and it was like the cold icy family dynamic was like their whole thing and I was just like oh I loved that and she was the outcast because she wasn't cold and icy so yeah I think wasn't cold and icy she was a huge bitch <laughs> she made her sister throw up at the dinner table like in the first sentence because her sister was literally an asshole I mean, that was retaliation for her sister I don't physically attack my brother whenever he's a dick I mean I would I, if I had uh. magic powers and I could like make you embarrass yourself for coming at me sideways because you ain't got no home training I would do that exactly <laughs> no home training <laughs> Anyway, I would be a Dine Abernant because I think I would play that character very well. I love nice. that. Nice. I love that character. Also, the all-female season they're currently doing of like the seven is, is fucking ridiculous. So good. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, what? What? What show is it? Dimension Twenty. Okay. Okay. With Brendan Lee, Daddy Mulligan. Okay. <laughs> He's hot. I was kind of thinking that I might have done, like, a Baba Yaga character. I think it would have been really fun <laughs> to have, like, a house with legs that was alive. I think it would have been fun to work that in, like, story-wise. Like, how, like mechanic-wise, how would that That's work? great. Yeah. That's so fun. I think if I were to do a PC, like, if I were to pick any character to play because i've gotten to play little dilla in some of our patreon episodes and i really like playing them because they are just kind of chaotic in battle or just in life which is really Mm. fun if i were to play an actual character that i wanted to see all the way through i'd want to start something new and i think i would want to like base it off of my first DD character i ever made and i don't know if i told you the story of the name of this character my character growing up was always named cyrannus okay which is S-Y-R-A-N-U-S, right? And it has been my character name forever. It's what I used as like gamer tags and shit for a long time. But anyway, he was a human cleric or a half-elf cleric, half-elf cleric. So that's what I would end up playing. But it wasn't until after Mark and I met that he uh, it's actually spelled Sir Anus and I never realized oh, it. Oh my God. 
So I've always been Serenus on like Xbox. <laughs> it's not my gamer tag anymore, y'all. Reject modernity. Go back to Serenus. That is hilarious. I was thinking Serenus like Ceranosaurus Rex. Right. That's kind of what I was going is more of like a dinosaur type thing, even though it was a half elf cleric. But it did definitely say Serenus. <laughs> Serenus. <sighs> yeah. I typed it out and goes, Sir Anus, why are you that? I'm like, oh, not shit. And then I came up with a new name immediately. <laughs> Manifest your future, folks. That's really funny. I think that's one of those things where do we believe Chris where he was like, haha, Sir Anus is funny. And then he got called out on it. And he's like, oh, I didn't even know. Oh, I wish I was pulling that bullshit. I had, uh, my friends didn't even tell me. They were like, yeah, sure. You're Sir you're Anus. Why not? That's fine. <laughs> Probably because they all had dub <laughs> names, too. So, yeah. Did we all go? Did we all decide? I'm glad that we're playing the characters we are playing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Real happy with what we decided on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, we should talk about the podcast and what happened last time. And I think it's actually been a couple weeks since we've recorded. So, does anyone actually remember what happened last time? No. Well, I got a lot of ums from I everyone. I have 25 okay. squares. That's fine. I can yes. walk you through it. We solved a puzzle. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was the bisexual, but not the bisexual. You did solve a puzzle. It wasn't the bisexual code. <sighs> right. We it, it was a puzzle that needed a little bit of assistance, which is fine. Some of them might do that. But you guys got through it with minimal damage. And you were there to uh, make your way to the Hidden River, right? You found the ingredients list. You're trying to make your way back to the Fairyland. You know the ingredients are uh, werewolf's blood and... Water from the Hidden River, myconid spores, and a dash of formaldehyde. Exactly. And we had to talk about embalming <laughs> culture in this world. <laughs> we did. So you already have the werewolf blood. So you solved the puzzle to gain access to the Hidden River. You've You've seen it now. Uh, I explained it being a beautiful river flows down a waterfall. Birds fly about, landing in lush trees with pink and white leaves on them. But before you guys can do anything else, Brandon. Yeah? I need you to roll me a d4. Uh-oh. Okay. Am I adding anything to it? Nope. Got a one. Okay. So, Brandon, in episode three... Humphrey grabbed a potion from Scurvy's house and drank it immediately, but nothing happened. Oh, yeah. And that's because you picked the potion that has a delayed effect, and that effect starts now. Uh-oh. Okay. So, uh, you grabbed the vial of Wham, W-A-M. Wham. That's right. You've got a wet-ass mouth. Is, oh, my God. <gasps> so wet. That's not good. I'm half cookie. <laughs> And, uh, huh? <laughs> you can't stop the excessive drooling for one hour. An hour of soaking in drool? Your speech is moist and you flick spittle onto people in front of you when you talk. Ew! You do know that now I have to spend the rest of the episode with water in my mouth, right? Yes, yes, yes. Ew. I did okay. not think it through when I created this. Yeah, this is your fault and I'm so sorry, mm -hmm. listeners. You should waterproof your nice new mic. <laughs> I'm already putting it in a fish tank. Don't worry. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's what you get for just drinking a potion at random. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Ew, I feel like I'm at the dentist. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so fun. Yeah, you feel a, a, a moistness in your mouth that you can't help, Humphrey, while you're making your way to the magic river, or hidden river. Damn. Ugh, that's too Gross. much. <laughs> I look like I may have found the hidden river. It's in my mouth. <laughs> the hidden river's in okay, your I'm mouth. Dead. I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, can I do an investigation to see if it's a curse on like the river or something, and I'm worried that I'm going to get it? Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know that it's a delayed potion. Uh, I got an eight. <laughs> I don't think anyone's sure why it's happening, but it's happening. <laughs> is this gonna? Is this gonna happen to us? I can't go back to my grandma just so drooly, just so drooly. Listen, as long as you're not dehydrated, it's a good thing. Uh, maybe if you eat some potatoes, that might help. I did I did hear that potatoes absorb things, so does anybody have some potatoes? Anybody? <laughs> I have stuff from my home, like herbs and stuff. Are any of those herbs potatoes? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Is a herb a potato? <laughs> I have rations one day. Nope, never mind. It says jerky, fruit, hardtack, and nuts. 
Well, I do think that jerky, you know, because I hear that's got a lot of salt in it. And potatoes absorb salt as well. Mm. So maybe it's the same idea and jerky will do the same thing and absorb the water that is in his mouth. But you might want to save that for yourself in case this happens to you. I'm going to give you one dried random fruit from my home world that you can just chew that like a gum or something. Uh, thank you kindly. This seems to have remedied the entire situation. Uh, it, it's all back to normal. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> it's just a super dehydrated apple. I mean, with that much liquid in your mouth, it might turn into an apple. You know, right? You've, you've rehydrated it. So you guys are in the, the Hidden River. You guys need to get something from it. Uh, you guys got a, a parcel or something to get some water. That would be smart. You can just yeah. access the river, too. You can just walk up to so, it. So, um... Florals in spring uh, immediately goes up to the uh, the river and pulls out a vial and says, Oi, I guess I'll need about three of these in case there are any mistakes. We can have backup. So I fill up three vials of river water from the Hidden River Lake water, Lake Sea. Awesome. Mm-hmm. While you're doing that, you hear from somewhere in the water, is that that a turkey it's not (laughs) it's almost a turkey okay let's see (laughs) i'm trying to make it less of a turkey can i i think humphrey's trying to communicate with it because he's they have a a mouthful of water too can i can i roll (laughs) Mm. and see if i can understand like can i roll to see if it's speaking like a language or is it just making a sound yeah I rolled a 17. 12. That's good. There, there's a, a fish sticking his head above water. Uh, it's coming from the fish. So it's it's speaking a language. It's just not one that any of you understand. Are you sure about that? Do you speak? <laughs> no, I speak Sylvan. <laughs> I also speak Sylvan. <laughs> well, this is a made up fucking language. So. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Okay, fine, Chris. Okay. Does this fish look fairy tale like in nature yes i lose my shit and i jump in the water i am diving in head first i am swimming i am beelining towards this fish cool so fish do swim faster than people luckily for this guy but uh it will try and swim away from you but as you jump in and the water hits your mouth you can start to understand the fish okay oh and so instead of hearing the normal you hear, uh, stop following me. I, I was just trying to say hi. Please stop swimming after me. Are we playing tag? Because I'll be it. Top of the morning to ya. Um, my name's Florals in Spring, and you are clearly here in this river. And I just have a few questions for your. Do you know about the fairy godmother? Well, I know a lot about the fairy world. We have access to it here. Nice to meet you, though. You haven't come here before. Nor I have not, but I am friends with our dear friend Scurvy. She has passed away, and I have to take on all the work that she has done to make sure that we figure out the problems that are happening in the fairy world. Oh, great. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there. I I just got back yesterday. Oh, excellent. So I just want to let you know, and I go over the things that we have on our list to grab to get to the fairy world. And I say, we have these things. We just need a little bit of water from your uh, river. Is that okay, so that we can make our potion to get to the fairy world? Oh, of course. You don't have access to it? Or nor, we don't. Humphrey runs over to try and wrestle Florals and Spring out of the water, because it sounds like he's drowning. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, um, I say, um, Humphrey, unhand me, sir. I <laughs> have figured out that... This fish completely understands us. We just have to get into the river ourselves. And this fish is going to help us get to the other side and get you fixed. Is Florals able to speak in common while the water's in his mouth? Or is he only speaking the fish language? I would say he can speak common too. Ah, okay. Humphrey <laughs> drops him. I am, uh, I am so sorry. Usually I ask for a, a, a consent before any form of physical contact. But it, I thought I was safe. Or, well, thank you, but unfortunately for you, I need to talk to this fish, and I think you are scaring them. Also, your body is getting soggy, and I don't think that's very good for you. Yeah, it's, it's not an ideal situation, and a piece of his mouth crumbles off into the water. <laughs> okay, well, hop, hop. Um, I'm going to talk to this fish. Please get out of the water. I'm so sorry. I get, oh, th- thank, thank you, Mr. Fish, for uh, 
welcome and us into your... I'm going to go stand back there. And Humphrey takes a couple steps back. Okay. Now, Mr. Fish, I am sure that's probably not your name. Can you please tell me your name? What do you go by? Oh, your species can't normally pronounce my name. Uh, if you can, it's Earl. But I'll just take whatever name you want to give me if you can't say that. Okay. Well, I'll call you Steve Irwin. Now, Steve Irwin... We have an issue. Yes, we cannot get to the fairy world just as easily as you can, but if, and we need your help. So, do you have another option that we can get to the fairy world? Well, I've got a tunnel that gets us there in about four hours, but it is all underwater. So, if, if you need air, not much help. Or no. Unfortunately, we cannot breathe water, but we are on the way of get to getting this potion. So, what I need from your is to know if we are doing it correctly. Do you happen to know about these items and will they actually help us right you're getting the water for that uh yeah i can help you with the myconid spores there's a cave nearby that has a myconid in it but they don't typically like their spores being taken from them so just be careful thank you so much um and by the way by the by i wanted to know if you knew why is the fairy godmother cutting people off and kicking people out of the fairy world that's weird. We haven't seen the fairy godmother in a while. Normally she comes out and greets people and, you know, at least says hi to things, but we haven't we haven't seen her. There's risk that she's missing or held up in her house. But if there's any message I need to get across to the other world, I, I can get it there for you. I can just head back. I do have one more question about Scurvy. Did you know that she was being uh, tracked and she was also assassinated? No, that's terrible. I, I liked her a lot. She was really friendly and brought food for us. Did you happen to bring any food? Not that this is the right time for that. Our friend's dead. I'm sorry. Um, what, do, uh, what, what do your people eat? Oh, I almost said babies. That's not nice. Uh, I do prefer cabbage if you have any. I take out some dead flowers from my, from my pouch and... Hopefully that helps. I say I don't have any cabbage, but I do have some dead flowers, if that helps. Sure. I love a floral scent. Uh, and the <laughs> fish opens its mouth. I then say, yes, well, thank you very much. You have been so helpful. If you could please point us in the direction of the Myconid Cave, that'd be most appreciated. Thank you very much. Of course. Come on. I, you don't have to be in the water if you don't want to. But you can swim next to me if you want. It is upstream, so it might be a little challenging. Or no. Well, I don't believe that it'd probably better for me be best if I probably walked alongside your. All right. Follow me. You and your friends, too. And uh, the fish, <laughs> Steve Irwin. Oh, my God. The uh, fish, Steve Irwin, swims upstream and guides you a little bit closer to the edge of where the waterfall comes down. And he'll pop his head out of the water and say, uh, just right around that corner, uh, you'll just head in the cave. It's pretty obvious that they look kind of like, uh, it looks kind of like a mushroom, but just, I wouldn't eat them at all. Why? Take, take what you need and get out of there quick. They really don't like being well, touched. Thank you. Why would you not recommend that we eat these mushrooms? I've seen what they do to people when they're just attached to them. And it seems like they can kind of take over. I would hate to know what happens if they get to the inside of your body. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, would you happen to know if there's a special way for us to harvest these myconid spores? Carefully. <laughs> Ari, you've been most helpful. Thank you very much. And I look at everyone and I say, it is time for us to bid our farewell to Steve uh, Arwen. And everyone else hears, what, What's going on here? My little, my little jujubee is speaking some weird language. Is that what's happening? Here we are at the Myconid Cave where we can get the Myconid spores. Our dear friend right over there, uh, Steve Arwen, has brought us here so that we can collect them for our portal to get to the fairy world. Okay. I love your accent, Jonathan. Sometimes I just forget what's happening. <laughs> Do, <laughs> Do I need to... Like, put water in my mouth or something? Oh, yeah. If you dip your lip into the uh, cool, refreshing waters of Darien Lake, then you can also speak <laughs> like me. 
and understand Steve Irwin. Oh, okay. I, I'm not sure if I want to speak like you because I, I don't know if anybody could understand me. But okay, let me let me try. Can I just try to speak like you without Oi, mate? Uh shrimp on the Barbie. Oh no, 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 not my accent. I am talking about the ability to understand our fishy friend over there. Oh. Steve Irwin. Okay, I'm not a big fan of fish. More into crawdads and mud hoppers. That that's more my cup of tea. Oh, that is most peculiar. Is this like a sex thing? Is it? No, no, it is not. It is purely a food thing, and I just don't have the taste for fish. Uh, I, I more prefer the ones that have like shells on them and stuff. You can tell your friend that I can understand them. They can't understand me, and I'd prefer not to be food. Period. So, oh no, you will never be food, my dear friend Steve Irwin. I look over at Edith and I say, Edith, our dear fishy friend over there, Steve Irwin, can understand your. Okay. And he is a little bit frightened because he thinks that you are trying to eat him. And we know that you're not going to eat him because you're not a fan of fish. Oh, Steve, it's not, it's, it's not a sexual thing. She already said, don't worry. I apologize. I, I just don't know really what's going on. I'm I'm in this cave now because I was told to come here. My, my bad for my ignorance. I, I'm not the most savvy kind of person. I, I'm sorry. I will not. I will not eat you uh, if you can understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. I I wouldn't eat you even if you were on the the menu. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't, because I, I respect you, and also I just don't like the taste of fish. Humphrey starts walking into the cave. <laughs> this is... Yeah, you can tell her that's almost nice. Good luck. If you guys need anything, just you know where to find me. Uh, Florals, you said? It was nice to meet you. Thanks for having a chat. Or thank you, and I hope to see you again, Steve Irwin. Yeah, same. Come back anytime. Steve Irwin has led you to a cave. The cave does have a damp, kind of just gross smell coming out of it. There is just green, mossy uh, plants kind of all over the cave sides. You're going to have to go in there a little bit to find spores that you need. Let's have everyone roll um, a nature check just to see. Or is anyone proficient in nature? Yes. Beautiful. We'll just take that right there. Uh, since you're proficient in nature, you will actually be able to recognize there is a small plant that you recognize to be a myconid sitting uh, about 15 feet away from you. Uh, from what you can see, there's nothing else around it right now. But yeah, you think that you found the plant that you need. Humphrey can point it out to everybody, and then you can decide what you want to do from there. Humphrey grabs it with their cookie hand. Awesome. So first things first, I need you to make... Even though it's a cookie, I gotta make a save? Yeah, because you got close to it. I thought I was being clever. <laughs> oh, I guess that doesn't have that. I take it back. You can grab it with your cookie hand. Oh. Do you like, yank it out of the ground? Or are you like trying to get the spores out of it? <laughs> well, now that you ask that, I don't know if I want it. How are, what are you doing with it? You grabbed it, now what? I guess I try and pull it out in the most intact, but like I don't want to ruin this thing that we need. So I'm like tugging at it, but not in a way that would tear it. For sure. So as you're tugging at it, you can hear kind of a, a low hum noise come through the cave. And you can see a plant begin to extend from the outer wall behind this little sprout. And uh, there is a body on the ground of a... What do they look like? I think it's like a lady spider. Lady spider. It's kind of like a lady spider. Yeah, there's a... Oh. Dead corpse of a uh, large feminine body with a spider uh, thorax and backside. All eight legs, two arms. Uh, you can tell it's been deceased for a while. However, it has come to life. And now we should be rolling initiative. Oh. Uh -huh. Is it? Are the, are the nipples covered? Yeah, it looks like it has like dragon mail on. Wait, okay. spiders uh -huh. have nipples? Well, it's half lady. The top half of this is a human. Uh, it's oh. a drider if you want to look at what it looks like. I rolled a natural 20 for initiative. Hey. Oof. I got a five. Yikes. 14. 
I got an unnatural 20. Uh, so did Jonathan. So what's the... No, I got a natural. Oh, you got a natural. Okay. So then Katie, Jonathan, Wait, what? Jonathan got the oh, natural 20. Oh, no, I was, just, I was just saying the names as I wrote them, not the order. Oh, oh. I was like, first of all, <laughs> I win. <laughs> no, now I need to roll an initiative for... I don't know. Half these pictures I've Googled are pretty sexy. Yeah. The Driders. Yeah, this one's full nips out. Oh. I'm going to say that's the one that we're fighting. Yes, ours is definitely nips out. Nice. LMAO. While I figure out the initiative order, oh, there it is, the music for The Gay Agenda. Welcome to The Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, thank our sponsors, and talk about any fun events that we have going on. I believe we are up to date on thanking all of our Patreon members. If you are a Patreon member and have not heard your name, please reach out. I will give you a shout out if I missed it. I've already missed one person before, so I mean, it can happen. Also, if you are an active Patreon member, please make sure that your address is correct on there. Uh, We are going to be sending out a little holiday thank you gift to all of our active patrons because we just appreciate you so much. If you want to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. I also want to take this time to remind you that we have a live event coming up in two weeks. Well, two weeks from the release date here. So on December... Oh, see? I almost said the wrong date. I know I did. Grabbing my phone to look at the event on the Discord because I forgot a date. On Sunday, December 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Central. Uh, we are having a holiday extravaganza with the whole cast of Roll Gay Roleplay. The show is going to be interactive. We're going to have a dice giveaway. And it's just going to be a holiday old time. So be sure to come to our Discord for that fun event. Again, it is Sunday the 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you are a Patreon member, of course, you are going to get the video of it later on. I just have to be able to edit it, so give me a little time on that. Quick reminder before we go back to the show, we are taking a few weeks off. So after this episode, we have two more in the year, and then we are taking three weeks off. We will be back in the middle of January. I think I said January 16th. Yes, that's correct. So we will be back on the 16th after we finish off the year with the next couple episodes, and we will finish off this cursed season next year. And finally, I'm going to talk about myself for a second. I'm going to be at PAX Unplugged next week in Philadelphia with my friends at XYZ Game Labs. I'm going to be helping demo their games and kind of promoting their products. So if you're going to be at PAX Unplugged, come say hi to me. I will be with XYZ Game Labs. I don't know the booth number yet, but I will put it on social media as soon as I find out. It would be really cool to meet some listeners and have you guys come say hi and play a game with me because that's what I'm going to be doing all day. It's going to be awesome. That's it for the gay agenda. Now back to your show. So, that poor little sprout. All right, so then our order is going to be Cleo, Cherry. We're going to call the plant that grew out from the side, we're going to call him Biggie. And then, <laughs> and then my, what's that fucking thing called? Drider. Then Edith and Humphrey. And then the little tiny sprout that's in Humphrey's hand goes last. Wait, that's a living creature? Yep. That's how the others were notified by distress spores. Interesting. Uh Uh-oh, now that I clicked on that titty spider, there are... My search history is ruined. (laughs) LMAO. Your targeted ads are just going to be wild. Man. There's a lot more of these pictures that I Please send all of your titty spiders to Brandon. No. (sighs) Find him on TikTok, Instagram, Discord. Great. Really, if you put catters on it, he'll still be fine. Yeah, I'm all right with that. (laughs) Okay. What do I get for rolling a natural 20 in the mission? What do you get for it? To go first. Uh, You get to go first. That is true. Ooh, anime girl titty spider. Hang on. I'm back in. LMAO. So I, um, <laughs> I squirrels in spring. I duck out okay. away from everyone else. So I'm going to go back about 30 extra feet. And I'm going to use Zephyr Strike and attack. Mm. So I have an advantage. I have an advantage on attack throw. So that was 17. And this one is 22. Who are you attacking? Uh, the main spider, Dryder. 
Uh, so the first one didn't hit, the second one did. Okay, cool. So it's going to be 9 plus 8. So 9 plus 8 is 17. And then I'm going to use one of my once per round things. It's called Baleful Strikes. Okay. And with Baleful Strikes, I get to roll an extra d4 for psychic damage. And that's going to be an additional three damage. So 17 plus three is 20 damage. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I guess apparently I know that I'm really close to seeing the fairy godmother and nothing will stand in my way. So my eyes go white and my hair is just like the afro is just, it's silky. It's beautiful. It's giving everything it's supposed to give. And then I pull a rose petal, uh, a rose from my, um, from my quiver of arrows and I just shoot the fuck out of this spider thing that's in my way of the fairy queen. Very nice. Is that your turn then? Yes. Okay. Cherry, you are up. Okay. So Cherry is going to rage and that is a bonus action. Cool. So I can rage up to a minute, blah, 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 plus two melee damage with strength weapons. So I am also going to reckless attack this first time. So when I make a first attack on my turn, I can decide to attack recklessly, giving me advantage on melee weapon attacks, but rolls against me have advantage until my next turn. Okay. And I'm going to go with the head that looks the biggest. Okay. That would be this, the spider thing is the one that was look, would look the biggest. Drider. Perfect. So let's go. So I'm going to go at it. Oh, how far away are they? So I said you guys were about 15 feet from the sprout. Humphrey walked up to that. So Humphrey would be in front by 15 feet. And I'd say they were 30 feet behind him. So you're about 50 feet away from him. Yikes. Would I be able to move and rage and attack? Or is that way too much per turn? Well, rage is a bonus action. And then there's movement and then an attack. So you can do all that in the same turn. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So I am going to uh, turn into the form of the beast bite. You see Cherry's face start to like crack open and this huge muzzle appears. Nice. On each, once on each of your turns when you damage a creature, I regain three hit points. Oh, nice. But I can only get that when that happens. Cool. It's only when I'm like less than half health. Okay. So I'm going to reckless attack. So attack with advantage. Sorry. I'm like doing math. <laughs> Forgetting how to play D and D. All right, that's twenty six. That does hit. All right, so the first one hits, and I also get plus two melee damage. So that is thirteen for the first hit. Okay. And then this one I don't have advantage on. Fuck, the second one was a ten. No. Yeah, no. And then I'm just gonna whiff it. Okay. One bite, one miss. One bite, one miss. That's good. And now um, I have uh, advantage against attacks. You have advantage against attacks against me until my next turn. This creature does? Or all creatures? All creatures. Cool. Yeah, attack rolls against you have advantage until my next turn. Well, you're the one closest, and it is Biggie's turn next. So Biggie is going to eject some spores at Cherry. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, I have advantage against being poisoned. Then go ahead and take advantage on that. As nice. Just because I'm a halfling. Thirteen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that saves. Nice. <laughs> okay, well then the spores uh, blow up in your face, Cherry. You <laughs> shoot them right back out your nose and everything's fine. They're like encased in like wolf snot. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> I feel like you do that cute dog thing where you go, <laughs> and then I like wipe my nose with my hand. <laughs> yes. Oh, I made it cute. Uh, still gonna attack you though with my fists, <laughs> and oh no, that's not a very big plus to hit, but we'll try it. Uh, Eleven plus three, fourteen to hit. Nope. Yeah, you're not very useful, Biggie, are you? Uh, okay. Well, that was Biggie's turn. He's done. Now it's our Drider's turn. Our she spider. Nice. And she, I have to play it a little differently because when they are a servant of the Myconids, they don't get as many cool things as they were when they were alive. These spores take over dead bodies. Fun fact. 
Cool. Ew. So if Ew. one of you dies, I'm going to take you. Forever and ever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> That's the kind of stability I'm looking for in a relationship. You know what? She does some damage. Let's just take some swings. Yeah, Cherry's right in front of us. Let's do it. So a Drider makes three attacks. Oh, so we can do either its longsword or its longbow, but it can't do both. Got it. Well, we're being hit right up front, so we're going to use the longsword on Cherry. So then I'm going to attack Cherry three times with my longsword. We're just going to swing. Okay. Let's do it. So it's a oh. 10 plus 6, a 16. No. Yeah, it no. is 16. 16 to hit, 18 to hit, and then 14 to hit. No. None of them? Nope. Son of a bitch. I also think I'm immune to non-magical attacks and damage. You're immune to non-magical attacks and damage, and you're resistant to poison? I think. Um, resistant to poison because I am a halfling. Sure. And the resistance to non-magical attacks is part of the bestial soul. Resistance doesn't mean immune. I know. No, it says immunity. Immunity to physical damage? The natural weapons of your form of the beast count as magical for the point... And immune to non-magical attacks and damage. Is it the weapons that are immune to non-magical attacks and damage? No, that would be you if it's if it has to do with your beast form. I can look this up. No shit. Are you in beast form right now? Yeah. That's the first thing she did. That changes my strategy with Cherry now. Here I was about to like give her all kinds of shit to boost her. Ditto. She don't need me. <laughs> I, was, I was just <laughs> about to give her a reaction. She don't need me at all. Yeah, it turns out she's unkillable. She's a very angry, angry young girl. Damn. An OP. <laughs> okay, well then, um, you know, fuck me running. I got nothing with that then. Cool. I would double check it. I am double checking it right now. But none of those Even attacks... so, I swung. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, uh, the possessed drider just swings wildly. These myconids are clearly not meant for swords. So that was our drider's turn, and that puts Edith up. All right. So, I'm very confused about what is happening. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this potion onto one of the spotters. What potion? And try to aim for their mouth. Uh, I have a red potion and a pink potion. Yeah, you do. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the pink potion and just kind of aim for the mouth area. Sure, of the spider thing, right? Yeah, the f the first spider, not the drider, the other one. The drider is the spider. The other thing is Biggie. Okay, then drider. Cool. What do you want me to roll for that? Then you can do that. Let's just yeah, uh, athletics or ac yeah, athletics to throw it. <laughs> Got a two. I throw this pink potion. Try to throw it up in the air. Maybe I let go too soon, and it just falls right down on top of me. You know, yeah, I think it should fall down on top of you. Does it get it in your mouth, maybe? Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, don't you touch my little girl. And I'm screaming that as I'm trying to throw this thing, and I just completely whiff on okay. the throw. Then we're going to say that this pink potion goes into your mouth, or enough of it goes into your mouth where you are going to be affected by it. The thing is, you're not going to be affected by it until your next turn. It does still okay. have the same rose, rosy smell, rosy taste. It does taste kind of like what you would expect, rose water-ish. It tastes like a rose. Okay. This, th actually, I I'm kind of glad that I got to taste this potion. Um, it's <laughs> very lovely, fragrant, and she will use her bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon. Cool. Okay. So a... Large peach Little with a peach. stick attached to it appears next to the drider. I love that. Love it, yeah. Then that makes it Humphrey's turn, you drooly, drooly mess. <laughs> does this, does the plant seem conscious? I, I can't yes. think of the word. The one in your hand, is it sentient? Yes. Sentient. Okay, so do you think they'd be able to understand language? Is that something Humphrey would know? Um, you can try and speak to it, but it's not going to be able to speak back to you. Okay, well, taking from the fish interaction we just had, Humphrey pulls out the what's left of his potion of slippery, slidey stuff and chucks it at the, at the plant just to kind of like shatter it and spread the oil all around. Nice. Well, that's good. So then everything is slippery. Your mouth, it, cool. Do I, I don't have to make a roll for that? 
I would athletics if you're trying to make, yeah, for accuracy, for sure. I got a dirty 23 for athletics. Yeah. So it shatters all over. And then Humphrey yells out, now, if y'all don't get yourselves in order real quick, I'm going to light this motherfucker up. and We're going to burn this cave to the ground. Oh, shit. (laughs) We're going to walk out of this cave right here, right now with this little plant. And you're going to live to see another day. Or we're all going to burn in here together. I know how susceptible you plants are to fire. I want to try and make an intimidation. Great. Roll into Can I support? Like, can I? Yeah. Can Cherry just be super intimidating? Like, she's just going to pop a few muscles out. Like, yeah. Go ahead and uh, roll intimidation with advantage then. Uh, I got a dirty 20 and, oh, I nat one. Okay. So, dirty 20. <laughs> that advantage was good. Okay. So, the entirety of the monsters you are facing don't understand any words that are coming out of your mouth. In fact, None of them even speak a language. Shit. However, I would say that you look intimidating enough that it would give them disadvantage on their next rolls. So they can, like, see us? Well, they can see in the dark. They see you there. They're ready to attack everybody. Can I have pulled out a lit torch as part of that intimidation and, like, try and hold it towards the crease a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. I mean, what, what, what more advantage do you want? Yeah, that, that could be your way of communicating since the words didn't work. The torch is a good idea. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and they didn't roll very high to counter that. I was just trying to see if maybe they would have some wherewithal to like stand up for themselves. But they do seem pretty intimidated, so I'll give them disadvantage on their next rolls, except for attacking Cherry, which... Oh no, that, that advantage goes away, so it doesn't even matter. I had advantage attacking Cherry. I didn't use it once. Okay, well, I'm gonna move away from the the fight that's happening. It sounds like it's going to be a fire. Okay. Then it is our little Sprout's turn sitting in your sitting in your hand, your cookie cookie hand. Cookie cookie hand. Our Sprout is going to just kind of swing its little fist at your cookie arm. Oh, it's so cute. It's quite adorable. They're like the Sprouts are actually kind of cute looking. Our Sprout rolled a 12 to hit. That doesn't do it. So it swings and, and hits your arm, but it absolutely, you didn't even feel it. It was just, it's adorable to look at this little mic and its sprout swinging its little arms at you. Oh. And that's all like, like, can I freeze it or something? I mean. I mean, it might damage it. And also, I don't think it's a huge threat. Yeah, I mean, you can freeze anything if you get the temperature low enough. Can you? Cherry just finds it super annoying. But she has to be because she's raging, so. Cats have nipples. Can you freeze those? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so with that our little sprout couldn't do much and it's at the top of the order clear you're up okay yeah i'm gonna shoot the drider again okay yeah, let's do it sorry okay that does not hit hold on hold on because that's definitely a nine and i don't uh... have hold on it says da, 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 piercer oh that's only that's only on piercing damage then i attack Clearly nothing happens um, because I rolled a nine. So that's like, totes not going to happen. No, that's So then not. as a bonus action, I'm going to use Zephyr Strike. Cool. Again. And so that's going to be a 19 plus seven is 26. That does hit. Yes. I don't think nice. the plant can fall, but the drider can like slip and fall, right? Yeah, they've got legs. Can they make a dex check? Because they might have fallen prone and given Jonathan disadvantage on that attack. Yes, the dex check for it is... Let me just make sure they don't have disadvantage or anything on dex. Their ability scores... No, as a servant, they are not. So, uh, 16 to save. What happens if you use a potion? What's the spell save with a potion? Is it still, like, my spell save? Oof. I mean, sure, you threw it. We'll call it that. Because I don't know. Uh, then it would be a 16. So I met it. Okay, cool. So you don't fall. You're good. Okay. Jonathan hit. I just... If they okay. fell, then a ranged attack has disadvantage. Gotcha. Good to know. But uh, no, I'll go ahead and take that damage, Jonathan. What you got? Okay, yeah, cool. So I rolled uh, altogether 10 damage um, to the drider. Okay. And then I'm going to move away again about 20 more feet. Okay. So you're backing up too. Yeah, I was at 30 and then I rolled, I did another 20. So I guess I'm at 50 feet away. Great. Moving back. Smart. Then it is Cherry's turn. You are right up against these two. Uh, one of them is oily. One of them's taking some damage. Um, so I was wrong. I'm not immune to damage. 
Um, it's just my weapons, like my claws and stuff, count when it counts as like immunity to weapons and stuff. Like they count as magic to get through like weapon uh, immunity. Got but it. I do have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So if any okay. of the damage that I am taking is either of those, I take half damage. And poison, right? Bludgeoning, piercing. I have a defense to poison. Yeah, resistance. Okay, cool. Good to know. That is literally everything I have. <laughs> it's because I'm halfling. That's great. What's the other half? Eight. Four feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am going to manifest my big tail. I'm going to ready my reaction. So okay. if a creature within 10 feet of me hits me with an attack roll, I can use my reaction to swipe my tail and roll a d8, applying a bonus to my AC, potentially causing them to miss me. So if something does hit, I can try to interact with it and stop it from missing. And I am nice. just going to attack with my... Let's attack with my claws again. Okay. Uh, first one's a 14. No. Okay. Oh, and I'm hitting the oily one. Oh, well then, yes, that did hit. Oh, okay. 14 and then 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's roll this twice. Yeah, both of those. So that's nine damage and uh, 13 damage. Total or nine and 13? Nine and 13. Beautiful. Good hit. Thank you. And then she's just going to continue to snarl and drool and be angry. She has to be angry all the time. Ooh, I know one way to keep your rage going. We're going to stop the episode mid-battle. And that's going to do it for today's episode. This battle is going on a little longer than intended, so we're going to split it in half. So next episode will be an all Mykonid battle episode. Do we level up? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find the podcast at RollGayRollPlay.com. I'm Brandon, and I'm going to say a selfish thing instead of that. You can find me on Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Uh, hi, my name is Katie, and I never have had a social media, and I never will. Oh my god, that's so hardcore. <laughs> hi. Thanks. Hi, I am Annalise Keating, and you can find my client Jonathan <laughs> on TikTok at Groundbreaking33. <laughs> also, I'm like fucking verified and shit on fucking Instagram, so yes. your boy is rich. Nice. Oh. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week. Bye. 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 An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.